0: Hello and welcome to Fast Talks. My name is Mikko Tuomala. I'm the marketing director of FastEms and the host of the show. Today in the studio, we have our head of innovation, development and research, Harri Nieminen, and uh, one of our product managers, Janne Kivinen.
1: Would you guys introduce yourselves shortly for the listeners? Harri. So I'm Harri Nieminen, and I have worked for Fastem since 1996, so pretty long time. Yeah, I was born and a, a bit before that. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, around so, those times. Uh, currently, I'm heading our innovation development and research activities. Okay, that's quite What wide, wide portfolio. So what do you do besides the automation um, profession? You mean my hobbies? Yes, uh, something like that. Mountaineering is one of my favorite, and um, scuba diving as well, and ecomarathoning. Wow, that's, that's something. All right, Janne.
2: Yeah, hello. Uh, so I'm Janne, and uh, I'm the product manager of uh, FastEms Digital Offering, So, which at FastEms means different uh, software solutions that help manufacturing companies to be more productive. So, that's my my role at customs, and uh, I have worked here uh, since two thousand and thirteen. So, uh, quite many years already. Also,
0: okay, you're also born before nineteen ninety six. Had to start a bit yeah, before, a, bit. <laughs> a bit before that. But uh, what do you do um, besides the automation, version?
2: Uh Well, I run. And then uh, I I ride a mountain bike, so so out, yeah. outdoor activities, just yeah. like like uh, Harry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's good fun. All right, so the theme of today's episode is uh, future of manufacturing, what changes and what are the implications? So let's face it head on and ask the question of
1: of what changes, Harry. This is actually a very interesting and inspiring question indeed. Um, If we look at the big picture, uh, there are changes happening in two different uh, levels. Firstly, uh, something which is happening inside the walls of single production plant. Um, This change is uh, targeting the smart factories. Okay. Uh, Secondly, uh, there are changes going on beyond those factory walls uh, in network level. And in this case, we are discussing about hyper-connected factories. Okay, I was um,
0: already about to ask what that means, but let's let's spare that for for the future. So you mentioned two levels, smart factories and hyper-connected factories. Let's
1: begin with the smart one. Uh, What does it mean? Um, Smart factory is actually considered to be an uh, important outcome of the ongoing uh, famous uh, fourth industrial revolution and in practice smart factories highly digitized and connected factory where all bits and pieces like devices systems and humans um, within the factory are able to communicate together and to, uh, work towards common goal. Okay sounds quite
0: hol- holistic Development there. So, Jana, what's driving this this trend or development?
2: So, the main driver uh, is is definitely the the customer need because customers are are asking more uh, more from the com- companies. So, they want more uh, uh, individual customized products, and then uh, for the manufacturing companies, this means that they must be able to manufacture different kind of parts and and, and really a broad range of different kind of parts so so this is this is the driver uh, manufacturing companies must do something to to be able to outcome this challenge
0: okay so well what then changes in practice when smart factories are, are happening the trend is is, is coming and yeah you can continue on that
2: okay so uh, if we if we start uh, thinking this this uh, change from the, from the machining point of view, which is uh, quite familiar for, for FASTEMS because we are working in that domain strongly. So the, maybe the, one of the most practical ones is to, to uh, utilize more and more five-axis machining, because then the five-axis machines or, or machine tools that have more axis uh, are able to produce really broad range of different kind of parts. And, and, and uh, uh, in addition to that, do it very uh, efficiently.
0: Okay, so machining changes. Uh, what about
1: other things like uh, additive manufacturing, Hari? Um, additive manufacturing as such, as a production technology, is uh, of course strong enabler uh, towards economically feasible lot size one target. It's also unleashing other other benefits. And AM is uh, now finally finding its ways uh, ways to shop floors. And uh, actually, the first larger scale industrial implementations has seen the daylight. Um, However, we have to keep in mind that actually additive manufacturing, those metal AM processes are actually quite complex. And those include multiple process parts like uh, heat treatment, uh, support, structure, removal, uh, quality assurance, and in many cases also subtractive process parts, meaning basically machining. And all needs, this needs to work together fluently? Yeah. What it comes to industrialization, um, the important question is how to integrate all the needed process parts together the system level entities in a clever way so novel system level solutions are definitely needed in future okay uh, what
0: about offline programming Janne?
2: okay uh, the meaning of, of offline programming is 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 coming uh, more and more important uh, in the in, in the in the manufacturing and like Hario already told us that, for example the additive manufacturing it's it's rather complex uh, process yes and uh, and it's the same thing with the five-axis machining for example so so the 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 machinery is is getting more and more complex the processes are getting getting more complex and and for this uh, or in order to tackle this challenge we uh, we need definitely offline programming so that we we can prepare uh, new work pieces new 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 processes offline without interrupting the, the actual production and then we can we can quickly uh, bring those new parts to the process when needed so so that's that's the driver for uh, for using more and more offline programming in the in the in the smart factories in this case
0: yes so this then develops further into the theme of digital twins and you might going to continue on that one so how yeah. are these linked yeah, offline sure. programming and di- digital twins
2: yeah so then uh, we can think about the digital twin as a step up from the offline programming so so then uh it's it's really uh, something more uh compared to these traditional uh, offline programming techniques like like cam programming uh, so so uh there there is also lot going on around the digital twin at uh, today so many many companies are investigating uh, and, uh, and maybe also u- utilizing digital twins already yes. uh, but the, but the terminology is also a bit challenging because because I have seen that quite many companies nowadays like to like to call di- di- uh, with the term digital twin something that is not actually a true uh, digital twin.
0: All right, so let's 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 define it how, how do you see it? what what is a
2: digital twin then okay so uh, the, the the definition is that uh, we have the physical object or the the, 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 the living uh, system somewhere, a real production system yes. for, for example and then we have uh, the the digital counterpart for that and uh, in order to, to be a digital twin we need the data sync synchronization between this real life object and then the uh, the digital counterpart so so yeah. so this is this is really the one of the cornerstones of the digital twin and it has to go both ways both ways yes yeah. so from from the physical world to the digital world and then from digital world to the to the physical world so so that's the definition okay
0: that cl- cleared things out at least for me uh, why would um industries use digital twin Manufacturing industries.
2: What's what's the point of it
0: actually? Is it just a fancy technology, or
2: yeah? So uh, yeah, it's a fancy technology first of all, but of course there must be a customer value behind this, and uh, maybe one of the of those low-hanging fruits is the training because because new personnel can be trained using the digital twin because it's it's really like a one one one-to-one match to the to the real system. So then, uh, the new personnel or even existing personnel can be trained using this digital counterpart without interrupting the the actual production. And it, it's it's like a virtual sandbox for for testing yeah. different kind of things.
0: Yeah, like safe try and error. Mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, and then uh, the other point is is all kind of simulations and optimization. So so uh, we have uh, complex manufacturing processes and uh, and yeah. we want to try different things that what if I change this what what how does it affect to the, the, the outcome yeah. and uh, and uh, and digital twin makes this uh, really easy because because you can get the data with the syn- data synchronization from the real system mm-hmm. and take that as a, as a starting point and then start simulation and and and, and do these what if uh, simulations
0: yeah, and it's safe. Yeah. the stakes are not very high yeah. there if things go wrong
2: exactly and uh, then the third thing uh, is is maintenance so so then the maintenance can be can be also uh, optimized because because we can also uh, with the digital twin we are able to predict some of the machine breakdowns for example with with uh-huh. advanced uh, analytics so so the the maintenance is is, is also something that that uh, uh, or where the digital twin can be can be used
0: how about product development and design is that something could you d- utilize digital twins
2: yeah definitely so uh, so digital twin can also provide great uh, feedback and 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 uh, information for the for the product development so then the the companies who are who are developing new products they they know better how the customers are are using their products and then uh, this gives chance to make the product even even better.
0: So if if they can monitor the use of the digital twin, right? In that yeah. circumstance, yeah.
2: yeah, of course. Yes. So 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 like like I said, there are many different ways to to use the digital twin, and I think uh, all the all the companies and customers are still finding ways how to how to actually create the value and and, and yes. take the value uh from from digital twins yes so you
0: mentioned training simulation um earlier on introducing new parts to production without disturbing disturbance maintenance product development do you see what are like the top things that are actually happening right now what
2: uh i think the 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 training and then the this simulation uh, is 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 something that uh, where i you have seen in practice yeah, yeah. where I, I i have seen already practical uh, practical uh uh,
0: implementations. Yeah.
2: Implementations, yeah. yes. And, and also we are we are focusing at the moment at fast them heavily on, on these things.
0: <coughs> OK, uh, that's about uh, it for the digital twin part. Um, uh, then there's another big, big term uh, around this uh, smart, uh, smart factories, uh, which is its mess or manufacturing execution systems. And uh, could you hurry give a brief to the listeners? What is a mess and
1: how, how it's relevant here? So Miss Simplified.
0: Yes, something like that. So
1: MES uh, stands for Manufacturing Execution System. Yeah. And in practice, it, it is an information system which monitors and tracks uh, the manufacturing process on the factory floor. Um, it works uh, in near real time yeah. um, to ena- enable and control various elements in, in the manufacturing process. Yeah, could
0: you elaborate the relationship of of MES to the smart
1: factory? Like you mentioned
0: before, that um, things need to be connected, devices need to be connected, and the production, the manufacturer mm. needs to have everything working together, one purpose. How is mess related
1: here? Yeah. So, so basically, why we need yeah uh, systems yes. like uh, manufacturing execution system? is. Yeah. Um, MES is nowadays uh, kind of a hot topic in manufacturing sure. industry, sure. and for, for a good reason, actually, um, due to ever cre- increasing uh, customer expectations, like Janne already mentioned, um, the level of complexity in manufacturing is very high, and it's uh, actually ever increasing still. Um, and applying traditional lean principles in, in manufacturing, it's not enough as such. Instead, um, in order to live with this increasing complexity, uh, you have to implement lean, and then also get support from different information systems like MES. So we kind of need tools for implementing
0: implementing lean or something. Yeah, similar. that's that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So the summary of of smart factories is begin to, to emerge here. So we see. Uh, interconnected devices, uh, software platforms to support it, uh, digital technolo- technologies like digital twin supporting that. Uh, Jan elaborated and and one purpose for the whole whole factory. Now, if we um, extend from that, from talking just merely of of a, of a single factory into a network of, of factories, which mm. there of course always is because there are subcontractors and. And then buyers and makers, and there is a tier network. So, how how do things proceed there? What's what's what's
1: beyond this smart factory? Mm. Beyond the smart factories, we can find hyperconnected factories, and it's definitely one of my favorite topics. All right, that's, that's, that's the, it, let's hear it. Yeah. What 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 is a hyperconnected factory? So, factories. So basically, hyperconnected factories goes uh, beyond one shop floor or building in, in practice. Um, in here, processes and players in whole supply chain are connected and communication takes place over the whole network.
0: Yeah. Okay. So why is this relevant? Well, I, it might be obvious, but still you could elaborate a little bit. Why, why hyperconnected
1: factories are happening? Um, building smart factories, it's very important thing, but in long run, it's not enough. And the reason is simple. Uh, As you mentioned, manufacturing takes place always in some level of networks. As a manufacturing company, you have always uh, material suppliers, you have supercontractors, you have logistic partners, and of course, your customers. And uh, in these networks, we have to be able to work well together in order to reach our common, common goals. Yeah, serving the customers,
0: of course. Yeah. So what kind of things does this mean actually in practice and what,
1: what are going to change? What things are going to change or how is this visible? Um, technically speaking, uh, this means basically transparency enabled by data sharing between different players in the manufacturing network. Yes. And when we size this opportunity, Uh, we can enable uh, network-level traceability chains, uh, create uh, situational awareness in those networks, and someday extend also those uh, manufacturing operation management solutions to the network level. In practice, uh, you would example know in real time when parts needed in your assembly are arriving, or you know that uh, proper uh, quality inspections has been made and quality requirements fulfilled. Yes, this means situational awareness, right? Basically,
0: yes. Yes, and then the network level transparency, um, how would you define that? You already kind of did, but just to make clear, you talk about it, that having the clear picture in the, in
1: the um, tier mm-hmm. network of your sub, sub- suppliers. Uh, you can actually see uh, things which are enabling, enabling value for you and for your customers over the network. Yeah. Okay. So when is this coming? Uh, what What
0: could be kind of the earliest signs or who are the early adopters of, of hyperconnected factories? Mm. Is this
1: real? Well, uh, hyperconnected factories are widely discussed today. But uh, to be honest, Uh, larger scale implementations are still quite rare. Um, We have large enterprise customers who are clearly going towards uh, this direction and we are developing solutions together with them. Yeah. Uh,
0: I've understood that trust has a a very major importance in in what comes to hyperconnected factories and how how they can be implemented. Could
1: you elaborate that, Harri, a little bit? Mm. Trust is uh, vital also in in here. Um, we can say so that the most part of technical enables needed for hyperconnective factories are already there, at least to some extent. Yes. Uh, connectivity, data security solutions, and such. Um, the main challenge in here is to try trust between different players in the network and this is actually a pretty challenging and complex thing yes. because uh, trust is at the end in us, in human beings yes. and it's, it's, it's very challenging. Uh, data ownership and data usage are typical issues in, in this context. Um, this comes also back to the customer value and return for for it what what kind of ways have been uh
0: manufacturing companies that we work with uh, is there any ways or you see in the industry that how this trust challenge is is being kind of solved are there any any ways forwards sounds like it's it's a big can be a big challenge but is there any any way to overcome mm. that
1: there are actually multiple, multiple ways in, in here. Uh, firstly, data exchange, it must be transparent because uh, transparency itself will be increasingly important in, in building trust. Yes, that's, that's one of the
0: major things for sure. Um, how good a single factory then, with th- thinking about now smart factories together uh, with hyperconnected factories, that might be the next step, but nevertheless uh, there's a single factory how could they move towards being a smart factory or even a hyper connected mm. factory someday what are the key steps Are you had some in mind what 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 could a
1: single factory do um there could be actually three takeaways in in here um, first invest in agile future-proof solutions and when making investments uh, pay attention uh, to capabilities like connectivity of devices and, and systems as well as capabilities of your partner, solution supplier. Second thing could be don't fall in love t- with technology, it's only a tool at the end. Uh, concentrate on Enabling customer value and keep also human perspective, uh, like employees' uh, experience in, in mind. Yes. And third thing is uh, consider always also continuous improvement. Yeah. Sounds like there has to be a kind of a
0: vision to drive this forward, right, in the manufacturing. To take the tools that are available in the markets and then transfer them into something that actually provides customer value, like you said.
1: Vision is definitely needed. It's not enough. Yeah, it's uh, sure not enough. Yeah, something. Also, actions. Actions. Also, yes. Okay,
0: um, it's time to wrap up this episode. Um, things evolve um, in, the, in the sphere of, of manufacturing and, and uh, clearly towards smart factories and even towards interconnected factories or or hyperconnected factories. Uh, to learn more about uh, the world of factory automation, uh, you can check our other um, podcasts our YouTube or our blog at fastems.com slash blog. And at this stage, I would like to thank, thank you all for listening. And thanks, um, Jan and Harry, for being with me here today. Thank you very much. Thank you.